Hey, you with the rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with a 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down payment on a fixed rate loan, my human realized a new home was within reach. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS RID 399801. Feral Audio. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome. It's very pleasant tone I'm setting already. Hey, everyone. Hey. Welcome. Todd Berry Podcast. Today with Greg Turkington, a.k.a. Neil Hamburger. Ah, good friend of mine. Had a nice talk. There's some uh, noise out in my hallway. I don't know if you noticed it, but you now you notice it. Oh, you hear that? <laughs> That dog hates me, by the way. I know exactly what dog that is. Anyway, T-shirts, Todd Berry podcast T-shirts, available for a very limited time. I'm not sure how long. might be hours from now that you can't buy these anymore. Go to teespring, T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G dot com slash Todd Berry, and you can buy one if you want. I have some tour dates coming up, coming to West Nyack, New York on December 10th. Buffalo, New York on the 11th. Then in January, I'm going to be in Baltimore and D.C. You can check these dates out on uh, toddberry.com. Follow me at toddberry. What else is there? Oh, my crowd work special on Netflix. All crowd work. Seven City Tour. Didn't tell any of my great jokes. Just did crowd work. Produced by Louis C.K., directed by Lance Bangs. I think it came out pretty good. I think it came out all right. And uh, Feral Audio are the people who bring you this podcast. They produce it, do all the the work for me, which means, I don't know what it means, really. It's not, probably not a lot of work, but it's, uh, it's, it's more work than I want to do. So feralaudio.com, check them out, and they have a lot of good podcasts. And here is Greg Turkington. Oh, yeah, it's podcast time. <laughs> It's podcast time. Uh, I'm here in my apartment with Greg Turkington. Uh, normally I'm at my desk, but I felt like, you know what, let's do a sitting across my coffee table version of this because I think it'll create a new dynamic. What do you think, Greg? Do you, are you, you haven't even taken your coat off. Do you want to take your coat off? <laughs> no, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to create an uncomfortable <laughs> dynamic. Yeah, I should take the coat off. I like that you say it's podcast time. I, I never have said that. No, I never heard that. Well, I got a two-year-old, that. and it's always like... You know, it's carrots time. It's, you know, yeah. it's always, it's something time. This is a phrase I'm using all the time, and now you're doing it. Yeah, I usually don't do it. Um, I mean, I record an intro after the fact. Oh, okay. Where I uh, disassociate myself from anything the guest said that I don't agree with. No, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But I never, yeah, I mean, that's the first time I really get a real fuck theatrical. <laughs> Maybe I'm making more of me saying phrase. it's podcast. <laughs> it's podcast. <laughs> That would have been a good t- man. Now I'm thinking that should that would have been a good uh, title for this podcast. Well, I mean, it's not too late to do some T-shirts at least without. Well, like we a, are doing I just, a drawing of that's you. That's weird because it's podcast time this on the is, back. Maybe I just started selling T-shirts. Okay. What do you sell? T-shirts? 
I have, but I don't. I don't like carrying them on tour. Yeah, and I don't like mail order anymore because the uh, it's so hard to send packages now overseas. There's so much paperwork involved, and and I don't want to run the risk of somebody ordering a shirt from Australia and then I've got to spend an hour at the post office right. to make my three dollars profit. So, and then selling them on the road, you know, it's just carrying these giant boxes and then the sizes don't sell in the proportions that you predict and right and you uh i've never this is well this company i'm using is uh they print them you know per order or whatever so you oh, don't, okay you don't have to i'm not yeah i'm not gonna be shit i'm not gonna i'm not going that deep into the t-shirt business no you don't you really don't want i'm to. gonna make one million and then i'm out well it's just also like what you know you start thinking what am i a a, a comic or a, a garment salesperson right you know it's just so I, I do hate when you're like when you when i get so caught up in the merch where you're just like you know i should be maybe thinking about the shows 80 percent about the show <laughs> and then 20 percent about where they're going to put the merch table mm -hmm. but man i've had some merch disasters what broken uh, well just cases. where they go we we, uh, we set the merch table up here okay conveniently located diagonally across from where everyone's going to leave. It's like, right. It's like, oh, okay. And you just see these people pouring out of the place, and you're like, oh, man. It makes you want difference. those impulse buys. But then I had a, a merch thing in Providence. I won't name the club because yeah. I like the club where, you know, the merch was set up right by the exit, and that gave someone a chance to scoop up everything on the table and run out the door with Oh, really? Them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. So that's not good. I some, you know, I often do it where I just have someone there and handle it, and it seems to me like some people are like, yeah, this is easy, and it is easy. Mm -hmm. Other people, like, you just get things. It's like they seem so confused. It's like it's, I'm selling one thing <laughs> for one price. For a round number. Right, and here's <laughs> and you have a stack of, uh, I guess this would be a first world's problem conversation we're having. About how you can't <laughs> sell things for $16 right. because then you have to have all these $4. Right. All, these, all these little packets of singles. Yeah. Um. So the, so you're in this movie, Entertainment, which I saw last night. That yeah, was cool. Yeah, I saw you there. Yeah. I go to every screening and monitor who, who comes in and out. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you see me sitting there uh, when I, you were doing the q and I did, yeah. I did. Yeah, that was a crazy, uh, was a crazy dark, weird, but it seemed a little more accessible than his other movie, the comedy. Am I wrong to yeah, say that? No, I think you're right. I think I that mean, not, in a, like, not in a bad way, but well, there's maybe some characters that you might slightly sympathize with, whereas uh -huh. in the comedy, you, you know, it's really hard. Maybe I just didn't like seeing Tim Heidecker's face. In that well, he's in this too. No, I, I like both movies, but uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, that was um, that was really that was because it was interesting because it seemed like an actual almost documentary of what it really is like on the road mm -hmm. you know clearly it was heightened though definitely heightened i mean um it's, well i mean we've we've toured together yes we have so we're in the car you know sharing laughs and things whereas yeah. in this it's much more solitary and, and and no real laughs has is it ever like years ago has it, have you had things that are that where you show up and there's three people in, a, in like a student rec room months ago months ago really <laughs> I mean, you know, I always like to roll the dice and, and book shows in places that may may not work yeah. out. And sometimes, you know, it ends up being the show of the year. And other times it's it's as bad as it gets. And, you you know, you kind of you, you can laugh or, or cry about it. But uh, I, I like that. I like having 
it's basically the same show, but completely different reactions depending on where I go. And so, um, I mean, these shows in the movie were, were fictitious because we know there's no real circuit in the Mojave Desert right. to, uh, to book comedy shows in. Yeah, you did have pretty extensive desert tour in that movie. I mean, we're playing <laughs> at a dune buggy bar in the afternoon, you know, and uh, playing in a 800 uh, population town on the edge of Death Valley. I mean, I can't really book shows like that. Yeah, your agent would be very unhappy if you like. I oh, mean, unless it was their, all their idea. But <laughs> the uh, and John C. Riley's really funny in it, like mm-hmm. as your cousin, right? He's mm-hmm. your, and does well. Cousin I don't want to ruin John. too much, but there's a great conversation where he's giving you <laughs> thoughts about your act and advice and 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 how you should the career advice. Has that happened to you? That's happened to me before. Where, from family? No, not from family, but just from people who like. Or you overhear someone talking to someone who's like got a creative job and they're like well you know they, they just think of everything as like well what you should do is you should uh, try to get this really famous thing do this thing and makes you really famous it's position like, yourself yeah yeah blah, blah, blah. yeah i mean you know the, the advice that i like the least correct me if i'm wrong but it's advice from people who say why are you uh, resistant to having all your stuff put on youtube you know don't you realize this is great publicity yeah and i'm like you you don't have any idea about how that would help or hurt i actually do because if my new record goes up on there then i can't sell copies of it you know so go to hell yeah yeah there is uh there is sort of there are people you see them online going no i said who did i see i think it was tim heidecker actually who was going at it with some guy who was like no, the stuff is for free, and then I pay for your live shows. It's like, yeah. where did you just made that up? Like, where does that? Well, and, why don't and you pay like, for the stuff and sneak into the live show? What if what you know? What happens if you if you made a bunch of records and you could no longer tour because you you broke your leg? You know, yeah. Then what? Then then what? Then the stuff's all for free and you have no income. You know, yeah. Um, it, well, you know, and also like Tim, and and me and you clearly with this podcast are putting out content for free. In huge, in huge quantities. Yeah. So it's like if we have this one thing that we might want to make some money on, maybe the the response is like, "Gosh, these guys give me so much free content, and you know, they want to charge for this one thing, maybe because it costs them money to make it, and they're trying to recover that money. Right. And also, it's not free when it's on YouTube. There's money being exchanged between the advertisers and YouTube. So if you want to side with the 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 theory of free, you're actually siding with I think Google should make money and not the artists. Yeah, and so they, congratulations, you're sticking up for Google over the artists. Now go fuck yourself. <laughs> a lot of these people are, uh, yeah, because there are people who would take like my special was on Louis' site and he puts it in a completely unrestricted file. Mm-hmm. So people would post it, and then they would you'd see an ad running. It's like mm-hmm. you're making money on my special. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, some guys would post like a clip, and I'm like, all right, if here, that's just a little sample. That's fine. Yeah, but I never stopped anything like but that. But just pretend. And then there's some people who will post the entire thing and say, "Hey, you should buy this." <laughs> that's that's like you know, the most the cynical. Di- thing. Yeah, it's, it's disingenuous. Like, like, or they say they post it and they're like, "If you're the copyright holder and you have a problem, let me know and I'll remove this." And then I'll email and say, "Hey, man, you know, I do have a problem because you know it cost me money to make this record and." And we're trying to sell it for not a very high price, and, and you're giving away for free. Can you remove this? And then no answer, and they don't remove it. You know? Right. Isn't there's a form though that you? Can yeah, talk. yeah. There's a form. I'm talking about like blogs oh. that do that. You know, these like 
you know, we love comedy here. We're posting everyone's comedy albums that are rare and hard to get. You know, if if you don't like it, let us know. We're ha- happily remove it. Yeah, no, that's you won't. phony bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah, there was one. Yeah, there was a music one where they would do that, where they'd be like, hey, we want you to buy these. Mm-hmm. What, these entire things that you've basically handed to us? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, like, I feel like I'm pretty generous with this. If if I have something that's out of print and it's posted, I'll just uh-huh. let it stay, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just stuff that you're actively trying to earn an income, you know? It's right. Like, come on, man. Plus, it's, you have a kid now, so that changes everything. you know? And so that's it's taking... See, I can't say that. Like, I won't have money for, like, flea powder and scabies medicine <laughs> and uh, to get the lice out of his hair and all these things i don't yeah i don't have a kid so i can't i can only say hey really i need that money to spend 60 dollars a week on coffee <laughs> the uh well i still buy like uh you know beatles mono records original pressing so that's what your money's going to go to if, if you know not the kid. We don't. We're not feeding. If there's him. any so left over after you buy some bootlegs, exactly. some baby food, <laughs> some bootlegs. Yeah. <laughs> after I buy a hard drive to put all the the illegally downloaded comedy albums that I'm collecting. The uh, I feel like did we meet? I feel like we met. Well, I think we met briefly in Los Angeles, but I feel like first time I really talked to you was in Dublin. Is that possible? I feel like I talked. Well. I'm sh- I feel like we, we were on a bill at the Bowery Ballroom. I remember oh, talking to you that, there, maybe. Oh, maybe you're right. Like, um, God, that would have been 2002 or three or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. That was, a, what I was f- that, a benefit or something? Or was it? It was. Well, a, I don't even it was a benefit. Was it Eugene Merman's like show? Onion, I think. It was oh. like an Onion comedy Fuck. night. And but I, yeah. but I don't know. I do remember, I remember uh, earliest. having the mutual agent and. We had a mutual booking agent, and, and he goes, "Oh, Greg's really because I would I don't somehow f- talking about frequent flyer miles and hotels." <laughs> I think he's the one who said, "Oh, maybe it wasn't him, but someone told me that you were really <laughs> into that." So I remember c- coming up to you in Dublin, and go, "I hear you're really into like hotel discounts and frequent flyer miles." <laughs> yeah, not isn't it cool that we're in Ireland? <laughs> 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 well, see, I used to tour manage before I I um, did comedy, uh-huh. so like I have that mentality, I think, and. You know, a lot of these uh, bands are so stupid. They're, you know, they they're like, I oh, know we we need hotels for everyone every night, even at shows where you get into town, go to the hotel for an hour, do the show, yeah. and then check, and then get on the bus at midnight and go to the next city. And there's just so much money down the drain, and they're paying rack rate and all this stuff. Yeah. So, um, I was always trying to cut corners because it's your money. You know, when you're touring, you think it's this weird other person's money no no at the end of the tour you add up what profit there is and split it up and that's your money so why waste it on this shit you know? and also so. if there's you know if they're ba- if they're making three hundred dollars in the night mm, yeah well you're gonna spend 290 on the on travel expense yeah well those guys i mean they don't have tour managers yeah so who did you tour manage i tour managed mr bungle okay uh, i tour oh, manage link ray oh wow yeah i think he told me about that he's yeah. how old is he well, how old are you when you're dead? I'm not sure what those numbers are. No, zero? If he were alive, whoops. Or infinity, I'm not sure which. If he were alive, uh, how old was he when you were touring? He was like late 60s or early 70s, I think. He was very old. Yeah. Very old. And um, very difficult. Yeah? <laughs> Shall we say? Well, he 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 had a, I don't know, his wife that was with us 
it was the three of us in a vehicle for a couple of months and she was um you know maybe the the female equivalent of like dr eugene landy or something like mm-hmm. just uh let me put it this way in two months I spent maybe a total of 30 minutes alone with Link. Uh-huh. And that includes uh, a time when like, she would actually go into the bathroom with him, you know? Oh, wow. And she insisted on being on stage next to him during the show because uh, she was afraid that he would fuck groupies during the show if she wasn't there to stop During it. the show? During wow. the show. Wow, that would be... Which is like, well, you know, he's not really trying to do that at any point. <laughs> and it, definitely during the show, yeah. I don't know, he's 70 yeah, years old. <laughs> there aren't really groupies throwing themselves at his feet. That's like, after show stuff. This is major paranoia, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's all. You know, it just... it just Basically, I would be listening to paranoid theories about how people were trying to assassinate her and Link and all this kind of stuff all day long you know behind me i'm in the driver's seat there in the back does that does that job pay well i'm not, not asking well what you got that. But i mean just wondering uh, it pays okay but you know if you can perform you're, you're probably <laughs> it's going to be more lucrative than if you can tour manage you know uh-huh. but um depending i mean yeah there's there's tour managers you know that are they're probably making a thousand dollars a day you know on, on bigger tours yeah but you know you're absorbing it's basically all the misery and stress and pressure of a tour, but without the outlet of getting to perform. Right. You, you know, so if you like the travel and if you like carrying around, I remember on a Mr. Bungle tour in the 90s, at least, you couldn't get rid of cash because interstate banking hadn't really, uh, they hadn't deregulated the banking uh-huh. yet. And so your bank didn't have a branch in any other state, you know. And so we would get this cash. And it was just night after night, I'm carrying it around. And I would go into banks and say, hey, I've got this cash. Can I convert this into a cashier's check? And they'd say, yeah, you have to have an account here to do this. Oh, man. And then you'd go into another place, and they'd have some other excuse. And so the money would just build up. So you're carrying around, you know, $50,000. And I, we were in Detroit once, downtown, really nasty part of town. Uh-huh. And um, I couldn't leave the money in the uh, in the car, in the tour bus or whatever it's her van uh so i just put it in like a, a subway sandwiches bag you know just wads of cash in there and then i felt safe walking around holding this because it just looked like shit right no one's gonna mug you for no but then you see tour managers with these briefcases and they like they like to kind of outdo each other with how cool their briefcase is and you know and i'm like i'm not gonna get one of those briefcases it right, screams this is here. money yeah like the the bag is is much better much more effective but it's frightening like it would stress me out i'd wake up and realize i had these huge amounts of money in this hotel room with me and yeah i remember i think mike watts said like it's always important to have a safe in the van even then people know what it is yeah I it's mean, true it is a safe just but it was so that was that was the weirdest thing was getting rid of money i, I remember one time i had everyone in mr bungle and me, I took us all to the post office and gave everyone the limit of what you could buy a money order for, which was $700. And I'm like, everyone buy a $700 money order. They would only sell you one, and that was it. And then it's like, well, you know, well, we got rid of $7,000 there. Oh, because they, they didn't want it to be like a, a laundering like, thing. Yeah, it's all about the laundering and the drugs. And then you go through airport security if you have more than a certain amount of cash. If they see it in the x-rays, if they see all these bills, they... How big were the places Mr. Bungle were, were playing? Um, I would say everything from maybe 300 to 1,000. Uh-huh. And they'd always know? get paid cash? 
usually in those days it was yeah it was i feel cash. like i feel like that was more of a old school kind of thing because yeah. now, now i i get mad if they like i say you got to pay me a check and I, oh really yeah because i just uh i had one check bounce once from a club and now just, i'm just not into yeah it. i had that once happen also yeah. but they i feel like probably more than once but i feel like you know if you have an agent you're protected enough where true but yeah like i've had i'm not saying i make tons of money but there are times where it's like Amount of money that I would not normally carry around. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, Why you? Oh, no. We shouldn't be talking about this now that now we're targets. I know we are. We, I mean, I know I get rid of my cash almost every day, honestly, though, because these love, banks uh, are. That's why I like dealing with these horrible asshole banks. Like that Chase, I, don't I like. love when there's a Chase it's on the everywhere. Road. It's everywhere, it's and you can put the cash oh in God. the damn ATM now. I get like I sometimes get more excited about like, oh, there's a Chase near hotel. It's like mm-hmm. instead of like. Well, there's this great museum of <laughs> well, there's Chase. It's a Chase I can deposit my check. But yeah, that yeah, that's a um, yeah, I, yeah. I've had checks bounce also. But, I had one bounce. I don't know if I can give the name, but no, nah, I don't give the name. But it's well, it's let's just say it's the, <laughs> it's the biggest concert promoter oh, okay. in the world. Yeah, and it's two words. Uh huh. And the first one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think rhymes we... with jive. Yeah. Okay, and, and they bounced a check. Really? Mm-hmm. But I bet they made good on that. There, they I mean, did, but it was like a long process. Really? And the reason that it bounced, it wasn't that they didn't have the money. It's that they said that they didn't inform their bank that they were writing this check, which is what. So you have to call and say, "We wrote this five hundred dollar check. Make sure that you honor it." Because I deposited this $500 check. Yeah, that's and weird. And it, it bounced. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, we hadn't told the bank that, that we were writing that. Like, I've never heard of that. That's not normal banking. Yeah, I've also had that thing. And a big red flag is like you get paid with a check. Now. Hey, could you wait till Thursday oh, to cash this? Yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. am I waiting till Thursday? I think yeah. well, that happened to us on tour once. And I won't give the city, but uh, where the guy asked both of us to wait. Oh, really? Yeah. Or maybe he just asked me because he knew you'd punch him in the nose. Yeah, because I fucking I'm not. I've never had a tour. I'd love to have a tour manager, but I don't think I can afford one. And I also you could afford a bad one. Yeah, I'd also don't like. I'd be like, what are you gonna do? Like, check me into a courtyard by Marriott or something? Like, I mean, they're they are nice for just that kind of logistical stuff where you kind of stumble off the plane and they they rush ahead of you and. Yeah. get the rental car so then you just go down to the curb and they've got your bag and they've got the car and you know yeah but is it you know i don't know do you really want to pay but it's also good um just things like getting to clubs where the something's wrong with the sound yeah know? that's the thing where i, I would like sometimes you know because occasionally you show up a place and you're like oh you guys don't even know what you're doing here yeah and you kind of don't want to be the one yelling at people yeah or or having to be in the club while people file in and you're still trying to sort these right. details out yeah. you know it'd be nice to have someone who just knew everything you liked everything you needed and it's nice to have them settle for you at the yeah. end of the night too because you're like you know selling merch and basking in the glow of the accolades right. and, kudos, have, and then the guys like, can't have yeah, a big we, paycheck we about, about yeah we need to need to settle you know i like when they uh sometimes those people settle have you ever had someone a big peeve of mine is uh some it hasn't happened lately but there's times that i've done rock clubs and like the guy's visibly massively drunk when oh, he's paying yeah, you yeah yeah you're like the same reason i wouldn't want my accountant 
to be drunk. <laughs> I don't want the guy paying me to be drunk. Especially because it ain't going to come to my favor. It's not going to be like, "Hey, I overpaid you." No, 3, when they're drunk and they give you a round number on a percentage deal, yeah, yeah like <laughs> like written scrawled on an envelope, and you're like, "If you're lucky, right?" Yeah, and then you're just like, "I don't feel like this is the most professionally run." Uh... But Dublin, <laughs> that was that was a fun, challenging festival. Challenging, yeah, yeah. That that was that was one of the only times I've ever like laughed during my show because the first day they put me in, you do several shows there, right they put you on several bills and the first day they put me on a mixed bill with all irish comedians who seem pretty mainstream doing a lot of um you know how many of you from south dublin yeah, type yeah. of material and um i came out and i i think i did about 10 minutes just complete silence it wasn't even booing it was yeah. just there's 300, 400 people there, total silence. And I, I, I like thought, God, this is, this is so awful. I wonder how much longer I have. And I looked at my watch and saw how little time had gone by and that I still had half an hour more or whatever. And just looking at just this sea of blank faces and total quiet, I just turned around and started laughing. It was just, I couldn't take it. I remember, I actually watched you twice during that festival. Okay, did you I see I should tell that people one? that there was fe- the, uh, this festival is like outside in a park and there's different sized tents. Mm-hmm. Some I think would be like one to 50, others would be like 500, 600. But they, yeah, they paired you with a, um, with like a local hero. It was like, a, I'm, I'm sure it was a respect thing where it's like, hey, we're going to give equal time to an American and then to a, someone from Ireland or the UK who you really want to see. Who's on sitcoms. Right, yeah, who's massively popular and does... <laughs> pretty uh accessible stuff mm-hmm. and uh is and is also i mean some of these guys were really good also i mean I yeah it they, was it they was, were good it's yeah inappropriate pairings but I, I did see one show of yours where uh I, I don't remember who you were paired with but it was this great combination because like ha- there were like a, a good amount of comics in the back and, mm-hmm. and it was like half the people were fucking dying mm-hmm. and i think the other half wanted to fucking drag you off stage and then, yeah. this, then the whole thing became a great kind of spectacle i mean i don't know if you like mm-hmm. that kind of thing but it, it was uh it was fun to watch i, I mean, do like it yeah i mean, mean not for every show but just as a yeah i mean it occasion. was really because because then you'd see people looking at the people cracking up and kind of mm-hmm. uh, but it was uh that was a good one they used to say like the the thing with my shows was that the show was in the audience yeah and what i was doing which yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's insulting, but that's what they would say. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And that was definitely the case there at some of those Irish shows. But then I think we did a show, didn't we, near the end of that festival where everything was, you know, everybody did well, and it was. Yeah, like I did. The... I did one with um, I think it's Ardell O'Hanlon. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's he's really good and he's a really nice guy and really yeah. funny, but also very popular over there. Yeah. And I, I, it was a thing where I don't, I can't say I. I, I guess I did kind of bomb, but I, it wasn't like a horrible bomb, but it was also, you clearly can't wait for me to be done. So <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. kind of, it's just weird. It's almost like you almost wish that they just had us as opening acts instead of like, or just, or just, or just did American comedy here. Yeah. And then, segregate us yeah. into the, but yeah. Do you, do you like uh, performing overseas? I do. I mean, I feel like my act, maybe not, uh, maybe it doesn't, even translate to everyone in America, you know, uh-huh. so it's, you know, I'll play England almost every year and, you know, 
I can definitely tell that a little bit of this has to be reworked for an English audience. Certain references and things are just certain stylistic things I have to modify, which after the first couple of shows, it kind of works itself out. But um, Ireland, I've had, well, pretty good luck at, you know, but then outside of that, I'm not sure, you know, if if this if this act isn't going to translate necessarily in Missouri, it it may not work at all, uh, you know, in uh, Germany. But we'll see. I've got this Norwegian show coming up. That, yeah, that that's that's going to be great. To. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, there. I, if you're you're probably playing the same place I played. Like yeah, the Teatro something. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, right. it's it's great. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good. Now I hope it's going to be really good for you. Yeah. Because I don't want to be the we'll guy. We'll follow-up episode. <laughs> <laughs> I got booed off the stage. They said I was the only one that ever happened. No, I think it's going to be great. I did do a show in Switzerland, and that went pretty well. Oh, really? Yeah. What we, how did you do that? How it did was you... a film festival that, that we were at promoting this film. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Unprofessional. Oh, that's bad. I have to take this to a studio to that's remove bad. that. Um, yeah, it was a film festival, and it was just sort of like a, as long as I'm there, why not do a show? And it was, you know, film festival people mainly. Yeah. And um, it was neat. It was in the oldest building in that city, Locarno. And uh, I mean, it, it felt like a really, really old building. And it just, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where when you're actually doing that, you, you kind of pause and say, wow, this is really cool. I'm right. doing a show in the oldest building in Locarno in Switzerland. Like, yeah. What has led me to this? This is great. This is great. I try to have moments like that, even with just, even where I'm playing, like just going, well, I did a show in Stockholm and yeah. 150 people showed up and it's, seemed to have a great time. It's just, yeah, I try to hold on to that before I go into hours of complaining about uh, <laughs> about hotels and travel. And <laughs> but uh, yeah. Cracker plates. Have you ever like, played a place that was beautiful and then had a terrible set and like yeah i mean definitely um i'm trying to think there was one that really broke my heart where i was really really excited about the venue and the city and everything and then it just actually you know probably the place that's the most like that consistently is um is montreal not not necessarily at the just for laughs but if you go there otherwise Uh you know it's it's just there's always a a few really good fans there, but there's a lot of people that maybe English isn't their preferred language, and there and it's a little bit of a chilly, distant kind of vibe that I mm-hmm. get from all those shows there, where I feel like uh, it just yeah it it just feels like more work, and that a lot of these people are going to stand there with their arms crossed through the whole show and not really give you anything, and that's fine, but it's it's you know it doesn't end up being the place you most want to go, especially when you look at even a town like Ottawa or, or any of these Canadian cities. Yeah, like I love Halifax, Toronto. they're such good, Yeah, Halifax fun, is really good. loving crowds, you know. Yeah. Montreal, I don't know. What do you think? You, have you done I some? mean, I've, I've done a lot of the shows there at the festival. I would, I've it's, definitely it's done some. When I'm not at the festival, I've done shows. And, uh, yes, some were good. Some were just like, I mean, I think it also has to do with, like, uh, who who they cultivate in their club, you know. Cause mm-hmm. It's just like there's people you'd want to, pref- who would, just eat everything up that you do in in Dublin, but then there's might be some uh, more rowdier folks who don't mm-hmm. enjoy it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I mm-hmm. did, last show I did in Dublin was like so good that I was like, wow! I... Just said, like, did you do the Sugar Club? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, was, that's a was, nice place. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was just uh, it's like a '50s showroom kind of vibe. But 
yeah, it was really cool. But I was, uh, but back to the thing about the venue. I remember I played. You ever done Brighton? I was. I did that with Tenacious D at like the Brighton Center, like a giant. You yeah. Know, so it's not normal, but they were nasty. I mean, they hated me. They were throwing shit and booing the whole time. But that's you know a different scenario. Yeah. I did the uh, the festival there, and then one of the shows was at the Brighton Dome, which mm -hmm. is like that's a nice place. It's gorgeous, but it was just like. 300 people in like a 1500 seat or whatever it's seats mm -hmm. just like ooh like it's uh, like this is just a shit gig yeah you know, it's, it's so excited city. you're like oh my god look where i'm playing tonight yeah that's how i feel every time i'm in montreal i think that <laughs> town is so nice and then i just like oh man what, what i should stop i should just come here on vacation you know <laughs> actually galway have you done that galway festival mm -hmm. i did that and they they put me in this um this theater that was built for uh, traditional um, plays, yeah, in the Gaelic language, right. And they don't really have anything like this there normally. And it was, you know, it was just maybe the wrong venue because the other acts were playing at a, a comedy club, you know, and this place was a little off the beaten track. So the shows weren't, you know, they were okay. They weren't selling great tickets. And so the last night it was like a Monday show or something. They folded me into a different mixed bill at this bar, and it was just so hostile and negative and, and just hateful, the audience response, that um, you know, I ended up walking out of the club and looking around. It's such a beautiful town, you know? And I'm like, wow, they flew me all the way out here, and they're paying me, and I'm in this beautiful town. It was like the club's right on the river. And, yeah. And, like, and that was really depressing. Like, Just no one's interested, and they're hostile, and... Yeah, I think what is this? That's why I think it is good to. I mean, sometimes I'll add an extra day when I'm traveling to someplace cool, and I'll just go. I'll make like a little vacation, but mm -hmm. I think it is good to completely separate a vacation from the show because <laughs> you're right. Because it's just if you're thinking about that show on your day off, and you're just like, oh god, I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> these people hate yeah, me. These people, like, they're all like, hey, look at the guy at the drugstore. Oh well, yeah, they got the. <laughs> Oh, the guy at the cafe, yeah, they, they, he must have been at the show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, even though that you know they weren't at the show, let's uh, let's talk frequent flyer miles. <laughs> let's talk this hotel, this that hotel in. Um, do you remember this hotel in Ohio in Toledo? Oh that yeah, we checked into that was one of the, ah, that one that of the was messed yeah, up. Yeah, I'm not going to mention the brand name, but I do I, remember I the brand. I mention it. I, I, <laughs> I don't remember it, but it's... I do remember it, but... Uh, it's not the sleep-in. No, no, no it wasn't the, a sleep-in. It definitely wasn't a sleep-in. But, yeah, go ahead. I'm, well, you know, we're checking in, and this kind of punk girl behind right. the counter, super nice. And yeah. She, um, Todd asked, like, uh, I'm talking to the audience, not yeah, talking yeah. to you. Yeah. You asked um, if, you know, where the laundry, the coin laundry was, because I think you needed to do yeah. laundry at this point in the tour, and she said, oh, yeah, we... You can use this one, or maybe did they do it for you or something? Well, they were well, super accommodating. I remember that they had like a washer let, but she was also, I don't know if it was right when we walked in, but she was folding towels at the front desk. That's true. And I was just mortified. On like the, the desk. Right, on the, on desk, the desk. After, you know, touching money and Dirty it was just like coins. Oh, God. You just, yeah. <laughs> and then I found like what seemed to be. Possibly a jizz stain on my sheets. Oh boy! If, I mean, it, if been it's washed, possibly sure a jizz stain, yeah. it, it is. It was a some jizz sort of stain, stain that you, you shouldn't see any stain. People and don't I, eat custard in bed. Let's and face it. I remember telling the the manager when we left. He's like, "Oh man, I'm sorry." It's like, you know, if this were a Holiday Inn, 
you would already be refunding my money mm-hmm. without me asking. Just like <laughs> you just go, oh yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, that's a, okay. Just ugh. Sorry, but, is there anything else we can do for you? Yeah, do you remember anything but, else about that? Place? Well, yeah, the, the, this is what really this was the real problem was that she was friendly when we were checking in, and yeah. um, uh, I paid cash for my room. Uh or maybe for Brendan's room. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Whatever. we were on tour with Brendan Walsh. We were with Brendan Walsh. That's when we both talked to him. We don't like him now. Yeah, we don't talk to him. He's, I'm joking. We're joking. He stole some <laughs> socks from me. So, um, No, but we you know, we were checking in, and I paid cash, and then I said, oh, can I get a receipt? And she said, oh, yeah, you'll get the receipt at checkout. I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> I guess weird. so. And then um, they uh, went ahead and charged the, the full cost of the room, to your credit card. Yeah. And we uh, called and talked to the manager, and he's like, yeah, we have no record that you paid cash. And I said, that's because she wouldn't give us a receipt. She said you'd get it the next day. And he's like, well, you know, I counted the money in the cash drawer, and, it, you know, the yeah, money that was Yeah, that did get pretty tense. Yeah, and I was on the phone, and then in the background, I hear her. She's in the room, like, on speakerphone. She's like, you're a liar. Remember that? Did she call you a liar? Yeah. I think we were passing the phone back and forth or something, trying to argue that, that yeah. no, we all saw it, and Brendan saw it. I paid cash, yeah. you know? And she was sticking to the story that we hadn't paid any cash. Clearly, she just pocketed it. And oh. she, it was a, obviously a system she had in place, and that's why she didn't give me the receipt. But oh, I asked for the yeah. cash receipt. So And you weren't ready to be ripped off, so you didn't go, no, I need that receipt. No, no, because oh. she was being so friendly. Right, oh, and it kind of makes sense. Oh yeah, you get your. And also, it was a chain. Out. What's it's a chain hotel? Like, why are you? Yeah. Even, like scammers working there. And you had to get the money reversed from your credit card yeah, company, was... not from the hotel. Yeah, that's that is a good reason to charge everything because you could always just go. But it's true. Yeah, that was a bad one. That was one of the worst ones in a long time. And that was a weird. We were in Toledo and the, playing that gigantic. Like abandoned rock club. It yeah, was like that was a squat almost. I I, I I like that. I remember. I think I liked the show. The show was really good. It was good. just one of those weird, weird, like kind of dumpy places. But it was like, oh, this. They're probably happy that we're here. And mm-hmm. and uh, but what do you? What's your status? Do you get some airline status? You want to talk about? Mm. <laughs> well, you know, I I'm like. I don't like flying at all, uh-huh. and I and there's a lot of airlines that I'm not. I don't feel safe on, you know. But I'm most interested in direct flights, and I will take a direct flight if it's you know more difficult or if it's not the preferred airline over having to switch somewhere along the way. So as a result, my uh, frequent flyer points are more dissipated amongst several airlines. They're scattered, yeah. Yeah, whereas I know some people are very loyal, but you know if you're super loyal to this airline and they don't go direct to Dallas. I'm not going to switch planes just to go from L.A. to Dallas and and have like this eight hour travel right. day, you know. And, and I it's also think miserable yeah. enough as it is traveling in these things. Right. And I think what some people do is they, I'm always going to take Delta, and it's like, well, there are times that where Delta might be like five hundred dollars more. <laughs> right. I mean, all airlines have those inconsistencies. It's like you're, and then you're gonna you're gonna take them to get. What you know, because those miles have a value, and it ain't mm-hmm. five hundred dollars. No, it's like fucking eighty, no. you know, thirty dollars. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I just spent five hundred so I could maintain my fucking loyalty, and uh, I got thirty dollars back for spending an extra five hundred bucks. Go for the cheapest ticket, is what I'm saying. That's what I'm. If there saying are any too. mavens out there? Any sort of uh, business guys 
or gals who think I'm wrong, please let me. Actually, don't let me know. But I think we're really uh, portraying ourselves as just low-level business. I know we are. We're, thing, we're right? scumbag, complaining, airplane, assholes, bitter, frequent flyer, hotel incidents. <laughs> Do you? Uh, we're have... not going to get into rental car counters on this, but I I avoid. Lately, like, I, if I go on the road, I'll just say, I, you know, if I go to, like, the Midwest, I'll say I need a comic to open for me and drive me. I just what hate What if they're fucked up, though? What no, I usually, I usually I vet them. I mean, you I... Contact the DMV in their hometown and... No, no, it'll be like, uh, you know, you know a comic who's from that area. It might be a great comic and a dangerous driver, That's true. Though. No, you're right. You know? I don't think I've... I've had... Luckily, the people who have been recommended have all been... Uh, pretty normal people I, I had this woman the other day she wasn't a comic but and i'm not going to say where it was but she was uh driving full speed in this torrential rainstorm that was coming down and cars were like in the ditch on the side of the road and hydroplaning and it was like the streets were flooded we're going from the airport into the city yeah. and she's just going at this full clip and it's one in the morning and I, I swear she starts falling asleep at the wheel, oh, too. Oh, my. And I'm like, hey, was she, hey, hey, A comic gotta... was opening for you? Or... What's that? A comic opening for you? or No, no. She was just sent to, to pick me up. But, you know, initially I'm trying to be polite. And then it's just like, and I can't say just get me out of the car because we're in the middle of nowhere yeah. in a rainstorm. So I'm just trying to make all this conversation that might stimulate her mind, you know, <laughs> while at the same time telling her stuff. stories about having hydroplaned on, oh my uh, God. In, in rainstorms and how you really need to slow down and see all the other cars are going half your speed. You've got to slow down here, you know. But then she told me that she'd been uh, she'd worked a full day at her job and then was was shuttling uh, comics to and from this thing. And it's one in the morning now. So she's basically saying I'm completely exhausted and tired. Right. So yeah, maybe don't don't be driving. You know, I'll, I would happily have driven. I suggested it even. You know, on the way. Oh, I hate it, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I'd want to go on a whole tour with a comic. I mean, it is weird they, because sometimes they just want you're to like Arby's. I'm out. I'm in, out. I just I think it's my hatred of renting a car, like just dealing that all the upselling and the fucking like. Uh, well, I. I remember I went, I did Sasquatch Festival and I got this great deal on a rental car. And uh, I remember I, it was like $50 for like two or three nights total. Mm -hmm. And I show up and this guy's like, hey, I see your reservation. What I'm, what, what I'm recommending is <laughs> what you're recommending. I was, I didn't ask for your recommendation. And your rental car plays, you got cars. And he rents, hey, I recommend this is like this 200. Like, well, I think I reserved one that was like $50. Yeah. And, it's like, and I'm just driving a straight shot. It's not, I don't need luxury. I just need, I'm giving myself a ride. And then it, then eventually, you know, he, he backs down and, and then upgrades me because all they had left were like these SUVs. They always upgrade you. Right. So stuff. I had like an SUV for like $50 for two nights, but it was just one of those things like, here's what I recommend. Oh, yeah. I was looking for some guidance. <laughs> what do you got? Like a Corvette or, or, or something? That. And it seems so personal too. Like I thought about you and, and, and your needs, and this is what I'm recommending for. Or that like, so are you going to, are you going to go with the extended coverage or just the basic? Well, no, I'm not going for either. Yeah. You know, th those aren't the two choices. There's also a third choice, which is, I already have insurance on this stuff, so yeah, I, that, that's that's another thing I don't like dealing with. But it is, you know, touring with it. It is a little weird. Like I've done entire weeks where you're like, well, I'm driving with a stranger for hours every day, and th there's been no one who's like been like unbearable. Then they've actually been all pretty nice, but it's still, hmm. it's a weirdly like intimate 
thing. You know, it's maybe too intimate's much. not the right word, but it is. Well, you know, where where you're going to eat and when yeah, what you're yeah, going to do. But like then you tour with me, and I'm making go to, you know, all these uh, Whole Foods uh, salad bars. We found and some things. good places. I remember uh, we. Uh, Oh, that Thai place? Yeah, well, a Thai place in South Carolina. It was like a city I'd never even heard of in South Carolina. And the woman died. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, too. you sent me that link afterwards. Yeah. That, was, that was a bummer. I was trying to refine this place. It was in the middle of nowhere. And yeah. They were so friendly, and the was, food was so good. And there was also like these Thai women with Southern accents. It was yeah. like, oh, my God, that was and that was it nice. Ended in tragedy. Yeah, but that was, that was, and I also remember like you were really good at like, because uh, we did this tour. We did, a, how many tours did we do? Two or three? I think two, I think, right? Three, but three? Oh, maybe not. At least two. Yeah, and I remember once you you routed like we want to do laundry, and you routed like through maybe it's Louisville or something. You're like, oh, I think it was Knoxville. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, we'll go to Knoxville, and then we're gonna go to Nashville, and then we're gonna come back through Knoxville, and we're gonna pick up our laundry. That's that we, right. We yeah, dropped it off <laughs> yeah, on our we, way, so we were hundreds of miles those, away yeah, from those, all our clothes for the night. Yeah, but. But it, it was routed perfectly, and those yeah. women who were like, they were really like intrigued, like, "Oh, you're from New York! Wow, that's really like." <laughs> and it just, it was some, it was very. Uh, I always, anytime I drop my laundry off, though, I do wonder, like, are they even, are they just folding it and then giving it back to me? <laughs> there is a part of me that doesn't trust spraying it with. Yeah, the... but I guess if he had some obvious stains or whatever, it would be obvious. Well, I just wonder if you give him a smallish load, are they combining this with other loads, and the yeah, they know that. whose clothes are whose. Yeah, laundromats freak me out, but uh, really, they do. I mean, you do see some stray hairs and things. There was apparently the a picture which I haven't looked up of. Uh, there was a paparazzi picture of Eric Clapton in a laundromat in Los Angeles, and they're like, <laughs> "Was that you?" And they're like, "Yeah, he was," because I'm really particular about how I, my shirts are washed. Like he seems like the le- he seems like a guy who'd be like spend like thirty dollars to wash a shirt just because he would just have it real. But, you wouldn't yeah. think he'd be like, "Hey, there's this, yeah, there's a laundromat on Sunset Boulevard next to a donut shop, <laughs> and your Eric Clapton go sit there for two hours." Well, maybe he likes them because yeah. you can often hear Layla when you're in a laundromat. That's you know, true. Maybe he likes unplugged one, and he he just wants to hear it. Maybe he likes being amongst the people. But you were talking about uh, people sit, driving you. I had this. It was some. I don't remember where I played, but I played this place. And they're like, oh, she'll drive you. And I was like, well, I want to get something to eat first. And mm-hmm. So I went to this bar that had food. And I see her. She ordered not only a, a – I think she had a drink. And then she ordered a beer. And the guy, like, poured 151-proof rum on it or something and set it on fire. <laughs> like, this is my designated <laughs> driver. Like, I was like, wow, I didn't want to spend money on a cab, but I think we're going to go. And she's like, all right. Like, and then she – it's like, you're my driver. You shouldn't be driving. I mean, no. she chugged it. It was like a flaming 151-proof <laughs> layer on top of a, a pint of beer. and it It's was, a real issue. I, yeah, I just... I got pulled over. I, I, I did a show, and the, the promoter said, let's go have drinks, and my girlfriend will drive. And I'm like, well, we're going to have drinks. And, and they're like, no, no, she'll be the designated driver. The rest of us yeah. can go have drinks at this cool local bar. Uh-huh. So we get there, and I didn't see her drinking. But then the police pulled us over and did a breath test on her, and she was drunk. Oh, man. And she had been drinking. The designated driver had been drinking at the bar, just not – I couldn't see it. She was, like, sneaking it, right? Can you believe this? That's that's brutal. It's not good. Yeah, I, I, I have – to a, call a cab from the spot where we were pulled over by the police. I have zero sympathy for anyone who gets a DUI. 
Yeah, it's not. I mean, I take Uber or taxis yeah. to every show now. Yeah. Because even if I don't plan on having a drink, there's always the chance that someone will buy me one. And usually I do have drinks, you know. But I it, it was a few years ago. I just thought there's no reason to even be driving away from a show with one drink in me. Right. There's no reason, it's you know, spend to $9. save dollars. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Do you let um do a lot of people um want to buy you drinks after i mean yeah, how do you handle of the that? nature of the show right i mean the thing is I, I for years i would sort of pace myself and say well if we're going to be here at eight and the show's over at midnight i'm going to have two and a half drinks with the first one in the first hour and this is way under the limit yeah. you know but then somebody comes up to you after the show and hands you a drink i bought this for you you know and it's like oh man i'm, I'm trying to do this right here yeah you know and then you get you can buy those little uh breathalyzers portable breathalyzers i wonder if they're accurate i've heard that they're not (laughs) but anyway i just i just said you know you know we're all making money out here this is like you really want to be a fucking idiot to save ten (laughs) dollars but i mean this is real this is really going to drag this uh, podcast into the garbage okay here's my strategy for chicago okay i stay at the airport right yeah I return the rental car one day early. I always end a tour in Chicago, return the rental car a day early. So I've just saved a day's worth of rental car. Uh-huh. Then I take the uh, Uber or a cab to the show, do the show, and then take it back to the airport to fly out the next morning, which means you're getting like a Priceline room at the Hilton for $60 as opposed to spending 200 to stay in Chicago. I'm not paying for the rental car. The cost of the taxi is still way under everything yeah. else and i'm at the airport the next morning ready to go right you do miss out on on some of the you know the nice things about being in chicago but i'm telling you financially and logistically i know i it's, it's so much better i was uh, i you ran into one that. of these guys from the <laughs> it's the most interesting thing we've talked about they uh i ran into some yeah i like i avoid uh airport hotels i don't even understand I kind of don't. I understand, like, if you just flew from Australia to mm-hmm. Los Angeles, and you're like, "Why don't we just?" Uh, so crash this here? is a real disagreement we got going. Yeah, like, like why don't it. we just crash here at the airport Hilton, and then mm-hmm. we'll start fresh in L.A. tomorrow morning? I could sort of, I could see that, but I don't like, like, if I go to Chicago, I want to be able to walk around in Chicago. Yeah, I do the show, and I and I'm, I want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll go. I'll go to the venue early, yeah. check in, and then go wa- have a walk around. You know. Or take a cab to some restaurant you got those or something. Boxes like. of T-shirts in your head. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your, no, I have my tour your manager keychains. carrying those. You got your keychains and your. The, uh... Wow, this is a major disagreement. This is the drama that so, we've been looking. So, but do for. you only do that in Chicago? Uh, yeah, it's because it logistically it, it works out really well there. You're not going to do that like in, if you did a show in Amsterdam or something. No, and I like Chicago, yeah. but you know. I've been there a lot, and and uh, a lot of times, you know, a lot of times when you're playing these shows, you might have the best intentions, but really, you're going to just be walking around within a three-block radius of the club anyway, so yeah. do you really need to be staying somewhere that you're just going to take a cab to afterwards and go to sleep? No. Yeah, it's always, like, it's always weird when, because, uh, you know, we get our hotels paid for quite a bit, or we, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we do, but it is always weird when you actually have to buy a hotel room, you're like, fuck, mm-hmm. these are... Is there expensive two hundred and eighty dollars for one fucking not even twenty four hour day there? No, there's they're they're not flexible about yeah. that. If you check in at five at five in the morning, you still need to check out at eleven a.m. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, I, I heard there was one hotel chain. I don't know which one it was where they were actually like, no, you get, they adjust it based on when you get there. But, wow. Well, if you ooh. have like frequent points with some of them, <laughs> you get the two o'clock checkout. This is more ooh, business I remember shit. This... Should we talk about Tommy Bahamas and uh, and and their clothing and, and uh, you know, uh, our laptop uh, carrying cases and these other things that other business guys talk oh, about? Oh, I was going to talk to you about the late checkout. This was good. This is a good story. That's actually not a good story, as I realize what it, the story is. But now we're locked into it. But I remember it was a hotel in Louisville, and and I was like, we should ask for a late checkout. And you're like, uh, like I think you didn't even know you could do that. If I'm wrong, if I'm right, and uh, I'm just afraid. To and I go, the no, boat. they'll usually give you like you know one or something. And uh, we went up. I go, can we get a late checkout? How about three o'clock? I was like, yeah, yeah. See, that's a fan. That's that was a be fucking a fan. That was oh. Do you remember the? Uh, we stayed in a few hotels where the guy front desk clerk tweeted that we were there. Yeah, behind our backs, mm-hmm. not even acknowledging that they know who. And you also are. linking, like linking to the Twitter account, so and giving the room number that we're in, and explaining how to get the the card from the front desk. The lies that you can <laughs> tell in order to get the key to our rooms. They uh, they didn't tell the room number. No, 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 no. But I remember I was like, I just checked in the Lamberger Todd Barry. It's like okay. He's kind of want to go fired, right? I, you don't want to be like I got a nineteen-year-old kid fired, but you kind of do. But I didn't. But I remember that happened twice. Are you conscious when you're telling a joke, a regional type of joke uh-huh. that includes, you know, I don't know if you have these jokes, but I feel like these kind of things maybe in a crowd work tour especially might come up where uh-huh. you're like, yeah, you know, I'm staying at the Marriott right by the bridge, and it's kind of whatever. Like, I always falsify the hotel. I always give a different hotel from where I'm staying. Yeah, that's... If I need to mention I, that. Because otherwise people fucking call the room. The closest I do to that is I, um... I don't have any hotel... I don't mention that on stage, but people, some weirdly people go, Hey, where are you staying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, do you want... I don't even I don't even know who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I want... And I kind of... Yeah, I'm staying someplace downtown. That's kind of, uh... That way you're not lying and you're mm-hmm. protecting your. I think it's okay to lie. Yeah, I think it's like to protect that. your. Yeah, to protect your privacy and, mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean, there's not going to be a, a mob of people. It's just one person calling at three in the morning to say. Oh, has that happened to you? Yeah, it I has. see. I un- I unplug my phones right away. Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, if the if I'm if I've stayed in places where it's a small enough town that the venue puts the comic up in the same place every time and it's known where that hotel is, that's when sometimes those calls come in. You know. Yeah, uh, it's time to start checking in under a fake name. Yeah, or unplugging the phone like I've never even thought to do. Really? Since oh, I yeah, never I even used the phone at a hotel. Oh yeah, anyway. I do that. I don't, know why I don't do that. I mean, time. I I yank the bathroom phone off the wall. <laughs> I mean, I, in a fit of rage, or well, it depends on the night. It depends on how hard I are killed. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I um, I don't even like when people uh, come. Like I never want someone coming up to the room like who works at the hotel. Like no, no, no. Like there's times where like I can almost never get the TV working. Mm-hmm. And you call down, hey, I had something wrong with this remote. We'll send up an engineer. Just fucking no, talk me. I I don't want. Never mind. Never mind. I don't want to. I don't. It makes me anxious. Yeah, like, well, it's tinkering for twenty yeah, minutes like, in your room. Like you should, why don't you just make this so I don't have to? But now you know, like it's getting hotels. I don't know how to turn on the lamps. I mean, no. It's impossible. It's, it's actually impossible to turn on a lamp. But you know what I'm talking about? Like I do. Where I'm like, staying oh, here, I'm not going to give the name. It could be yeah. a Hilton or a Marriott. It could be anywhere. Yeah. 
but I can't turn on the lamp because it's connected to the, the switch when you walk in the door. And if you don't get the right combination right. of things. Exactly. Like, like one switch, you push it down to turn the lights off. The other, you push it down to turn them on. It's just like fucking. How about this for a fucking shitty <coughs> scenario is uh, a certain airline. I think I could reveal yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. It's Delta. Yeah. Uh, as far as I can tell, they are willing to admit to certain autograph seekers what airlines people are coming in. Or if you if you were to call and say, hey, you know, is, is Todd Berry booked on this flight oh, from really? New York? They acknowledge it because I've seen this happen on Delta flights. Now, it's not really happening for me, but it happened when um, uh, Tim and I were doing a show in Minneapolis coming in on Delta. Uh-huh. And we get off the plane and there's this guy there with a stack of photos of each of us. But, you know, it's like the, whatever the first five images are on Google Images that are right. fairly high resolution, he's printed them on photo What's coincidence? He happened to be at the airport with happened Tim. To be, got, yeah, with, 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 with both of our photos, yeah. you know. And um, and Tim told me that, like, he, he'd heard that this was a, a Delta thing. Well, what I think it is, it's not a Delta thing because I know mm-hmm. American. I know. You've I've, had this happen I've a had lot. friends. Not never happened to me, but I've had friends who are more famous than me who have and what it is, and why would you? Have I think even like John that? Mayer wrote a, a pretty good blog post about they they have the manifests mm-hmm. of the. There's people on the inside who will basically mm-hmm. go, uh, you know, uh, Brad Pitt is on this flight, uh-huh. and then they get fifty bucks or whatever. So there's a manifest that lists. So unless so you're fifty cents, and I don't know what they Tim pay. And, yeah, and you just be, what's that? It was probably fifty cents. The the, the kickback for the Heidecker. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's like, that was a gimme. <laughs> The uh, but yeah, that's what I think they are. They, it's because I, I, I mean, I was talking to Sarah once, and I think she said like the guy at the gate had something mm-hmm. ready to sign. Like he worked there. Uh-huh. Like, just like that's not cool. Yeah, just uh, well the the uh, the thing with this was it guys all these fucking photos, and I started signing them. You know, signing. Oh con- yeah, contact also- me directly for half price, whatever this guy is charging. You know what I mean. And the fact is, he could get me to sign something, put it on eBay, and he puts it up for seven ninety nine. No one's going to bid on this. Right. Like, he's losing money on this deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if anyone did want my autograph, it's pretty easy and it has no value. So, I don't know. Sometimes these guys strike out. I think. Yeah, I don't. Um, it's that's just such a weird life to be like. Because I would think I would be self conscious if I showed up. Because I saw one where uh, James Cameron was on a flight. And- some guy had an Avatar rolled up, <laughs> completely crisp rolled up poster of Avatar, you know, at, at LA at LA airport. And I don't remember whether he signed it or didn't sign it, but it was just like, don't you, don't you know? Aren't you basically saying I stalked you? Yeah, it's not unless like a, they a like chance encounter where you happen to be walking by him or something. Sometimes but. they have baseballs, you know, but yeah. it's just it's just it's like, well, Celine Dion signed this baseball. I, I guess I yeah. guess that's a cool item. I don't know, but I think that's why. Uh, must be why big wigs take private jets, though, huh? I guess, but then you're then you know the safety of that is, is oh, you questionable. So? I know so. Why do you say that? Well, look at any of the famous celebrities who have died in plane crashes, and and what kind of flights these were. You know. Yeah. They're small planes. A lot of times it was one pilot, you know, or um, sometimes you get into some really small single engine planes you know something goes wrong there will you take a um i feel like it's a myth that like the prop planes are mm-hmm. any 
more dangerous than it's not that the planes are more dangerous as long as it's got two engines it's that the pilots are less trained because when you're a young pilot they'll put you on one of those commuter jets Uh to sort of learn the ins and outs of of flying so you know if you're on the 737 you notice these guys tend to have gray hair and you know (laughs) like been doing this 20 years and these commuter jets are like 25 year old kids you know it's it's not the plane though it's it's really yeah I, i think those commuter jets they i saw something about them where they they like have dorms almost like these multi apartments where they all sh- be five pilots and they're making really like, they're making like 25 grand 35 you know, just like mm-hmm. not what you think a pilot somebody would make. told me that like they know someone who, who who's a pilot for this who makes seventeen thousand a year yeah yeah so maybe i was overshooting yeah i think so i mean i don't know maybe they're just part-time. seventeen thousand that's like it that seems crazy it's like uh they can't be flying every day a, a paper boy next time <laughs> yeah, right. if, there's, grit, if there was such magazine. a thing as a paper boy anymore that's what the paper boy would make <laughs> Or uh, a washroom attendant. What do you um? What do you have? Do you have a tour dates coming? You got? Are you, are you going to tour less more? Uh, less? Yeah. Because I, I feel like the movie you want to kind of ride that wave, right? Yeah, it's true. I don't like to tour in winter, and it's November right now. South. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff starting up again in March. Usually, I take the winter months off a little bit, except I'm going to Oslo in winter. So there you go. Are That's you going to hook up anything else one. with Oslo, or are yeah. you going to? Just the one. I guess any tour, anybody wants to see me anytime in the next three months. When is the Oslo, Oslo show? Oslo. Uh, it's January 20th or something like that. Somewhere in that time frame. Why do you want to come out? No, I was going to say maybe I could hook you up with some of my Scandinavian and Finland connections mm-hmm. and you can throw another show or two on there. Well, I got my flight. Oh, you already so put your flight? Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. All right. But uh, that sounds fun. I didn't even I've realize. I've never been out there. I've never been yeah. to any of those countries. Oh, you've never been? No, no, no. I mean, no. like Sweden's great and yeah. Finland is cool and uh, Denmark. I've never done a show in Denmark, but I walked around there and got lost. You've played every country, right? I'm like Sting. I've played like <laughs> Crete and, and Guam. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's no. Uh, have you played Ivory Coast or Liberia or Nigeria? No, I have not. Any of those countries? Nigeria, believe yeah. it or not, I've not done a show in Nigeria. Um, South Africa, even? No, there's a festival there. Yeah, though. there is. Have you done it? I haven't, but it's it's like Nando's Chicken Comedy <laughs> Festival. <laughs> as, a veg- as a vegan, that would probably be a rough... Uh... Yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to eat the chicken during right. your show. I think you can just do the show, but... So you wouldn't pull a, a, a Morrissey and say, there's... You guys no. can't. I know this is a chicken-sponsored festival, but... Uh... There's gonna have to be no chicken on the premises. No, but I have a Morrissey story that's good. Maybe it's Ooh. maybe to be interesting compared yeah. to all this travel talk. <laughs> and, was like, uh, this was char- this know. was pretty travel extensive. It was. Um, well, maybe this isn't as good really as just talking about discounts. But <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what people like. I don't either. I would like listening to this, but you know, I also spend a lot of time at biddingfortravel.com, reading the message boards, trying to get oh, deals. Oh, I forgot on. about that. Yeah, or betterbidding.com. What's the last time you, you price lined a hotel? I haven't done it in a while. I've been more hot wiring. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> hot wire's kind of taken over for really? me. Really? There's just, it's a little less risky. You, you can, it shows the percentage of people that liked it. It shows oh. the TripAdvisor uh, rating. Doesn't Priceline price do that now? Uh, I thought they did. No, I think that's more just no. It's it's you don't really know, and you're bidding, and then you find yeah. out with this, you know what it is. You just don't know the name, but you have yeah. all the details. And using better bidding, you can actually 
find out what the hotel is. <laughs> you can go to the workaround. You know, oh, I got to so do it. I got to do it again soon. Then. It's it's fun. I mean, it's 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 one of the biggest highs you'll get in any <laughs> given year is is getting that uh, you know higher. Maybe I'll do it when I go to Japan. Dollars. I no. probably wouldn't do no, that. No, no, no. I probably do. wouldn't do that. hotels are pretty cheap there. So Morrissey. Um, oh yeah. So my friend uh, Greg Gutfeld, he was in he was in town in L.A. and he's like, let's go have some drinks. You know, is he the Fox News guy? He is. Yeah. And friend I, here is I, interesting. I, well, yeah. I'm 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 very left wing, but uh, he's you my get friend. Along, he's yeah, a good guy. you can get along with people who don't agree with you. I especially him. It's like I feel like we agree about everything when we're hanging out, and yeah. then I watch him on TV and I say, what? What are you talking about? That's yeah. that's not. I, that doesn't make sense. But anyway, you know, um, we hang out. We don't talk politics, really, yeah. but we have a good time. And I've known him years before he was a TV personality, when he was just like a humor writer, essentially, yeah. you know. Um, so he was visiting L.A., and, um, uh, we, you know, we decided to go out and have some drinks. And he says, yeah, I'm staying at this hotel, and Morrissey is staying there also. And I said, you know, that's one guy that I've never paid any attention to. I don't know the music, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't really recognize him even. And and my wife Simone and Greg are like, you're, you're nuts. You know, of course you would. So you know, we finish. We go back to Greg's hotel to have a drink, or I don't know, just to say goodbye. I can't remember. We're walking through the door, and uh, and again, somehow Morrissey comes up and is walking through the door. I'm saying, I swear to God, I wouldn't recognize Morrissey if he walked right past me. And we get in the door, and they both look at me like, "Are you insane? What?" And they're just staring at me like, "He just you, walked you, right past you." As he was walking by me, I was saying oh, loudly, "I wouldn't recognize Morrissey if he walked right by me." And they're like, "You, you proved your point. You know, you actually, <laughs> you, you nailed it. It really happened just like that." That's hilarious. Yeah, but now I know what he looks like because, as a result of that, I decided I needed to get with the program and, and he's a, a talented research. guy. I mean, he seems okay. Yeah, yeah. he seems um, okay. I he seems like one of those like large, larger than life rock stars. We like you. I would be surprised to see him at a restaurant or something. Like he does, you don't even know if he really exists. Well, but, I wouldn't have said that before, but now that I've done some, I know research. that you walk by him and he's like coughing and just like, hey, what's up? I, don't know. I actually after that I uh, was at Coachella one year and he was playing and I was there. Yeah, I saw a few seconds, yeah. a few minutes of it. So there you go. I'm I'm in his camp now. Is there anyone you want to meet that you haven't met? Um, it's weird, you know. The I've met most of the people I want to meet, and I met oh. Phoebe Cates the other day. Yeah, She's like somebody I idolized from infancy almost, and that almost. I, I guess I wouldn't mind meeting Barack Obama, and I guess I wouldn't mind um, meeting Barry Gibb, somebody I really like. Uh -huh. I did shake his hand at at a show at the Hollywood Bowl, so maybe I did meet him. Um. Leonard Cohen is someone I just I just love. love I heard love he Leonard lives Cohen. uh like in this what is that area of uh LA just like this kind of mid mid Wilshire yeah, area like he lives, kinda... he lives like kind of close to Ethiopia, Little Ethiopia. Yeah. Where all the good restaurants He's are. He's another on one Fairfax. who seems like a, a sort of a mythic like oh I wonder where he lives. What does he do? Like a Brando type well, mystery guy. I've heard I've heard of people spotting him at the 99 cent store oh, really? on uh, Fairfax and Wilshire. Which like that would blow my mind That's to see a good one. I think I did on that one. Cents. That's the biggest one in the it's, country. It's huge, yeah. It's huge, yeah. I guess he was seen there. Uh, there's this uh, this like little cafe next to the UCB that I've heard a couple people 
yeah heard that he's seen there he hangs out his his daughter has a um an antique shop that I guess there's some cafes near there that he hangs out. I'm not going to go trying to stalk. No, no, what's the point? I'm just saying that he's around. And, and Do you, uh, if you were like uh, on a plane with someone who you admired, would you say something to them? I was. I, I was in line on uh, at TSA and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was right in front of me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were in line for quite a while and, and I really kind of admire Kareem. I like him. Yeah, yeah, he seems he's like a, a good, good guy. A good guy. You know, I, I think that Bruce Lee movie, Game of Death, that he's in, that's like really one of the most exciting uh-huh. three minutes of fighting that you'll ever see or whatever. So he was there and I just thought, what? I don't have anything to say to him, really. Yeah. And uh, and then we get on the plane and um, it was a Delta flight to New Orleans and he was in the in-flight video. Oh, that's Which where... was like a parody of the airplane movie. But it was it just was weird because it was like I'm watching the video and I can see the top of his head also in the plane and I didn't talk to him though so I guess the answer is no. Man, that guy, there's uh, there's no hiding, huh? No, no, no. And he's like, he's not just like, could that be Kareem Abdul Jabbar? Right. It's like that's Kareem Abdul Jabbar. There's uh, occasionally I see Rick Ocasek. Oh, which really? I believe is how you say his name. That's... Not Ocasek. Okay. Uh, I see. Like, okay, I saw. Sick. I saw him once at like a. Uh, it's just like a discount sort of like small version of Home Depot kind of mm-hmm. thing. And he's just looking at these shitty folding shelves, and he was like, "Imagine." It's just like, <laughs> "What are you fucking? You got a? You live in a dorm or something?" Like I know he lives <laughs> in this gigantic house, but uh, yeah. But I've seen him. He's like one of those guys. Like oh, you know, you'd see him ten blocks away. Like, yeah, he's oh. like ten feet tall and got jet black. Same with Joey Ramone. I saw him once. Yeah, I've seen him on the streets here. I mean, not recently, but I, you know, I was once in line at the pharmacy with him. Oh, really? Yeah, and then we actually had a little like one of those. It was not clear where the line was, mm-hmm. and we kind of both looked at each other, like, like neither of us were like, oh, "I'm fucking next," because we're we're nice we're nice guys, and I think I just kind of went, "All right, I guess I'm next." But Ooh. but it was it was my Joey Ramone encounter, and I met him once too. Was, okay, but. uh I saw Ron Jeremy, who to me is like the least interesting well, yeah, so-called celebrity who ever lived. Like I, I really don't care. But he, uh, he was in a Big Lots, which I thought was kind of appropriate, really. Yeah, I saw him at uh, some sort of a rest a vegetarian restaurant in L.A. And he comes. He once walked in at the Comedy Cellar, like right as I was finishing up. But uh, yeah, I, I think he shops he... at Big Lots, but then I was there too, so you know. What is Big Lots? Is that like a? Oh, it's it's it used to be called Pick and Save, and then McFrugals, and now Big Lots. <laughs> it's just like you know, if you want to feel cheap, go to a place called McFrugals. McFrugals. It's it's just That's failed hilarious. products and yeah. like out of date items and suitcases that the zipper right. doesn't work properly. But um, I got they have very good suit bags, you know, which which I uh, I need in my line of work carrying a tuxedo everywhere and um and other you know it's not a bad shop i'm not doing an ad for it but but if um, you were if i was yeah, if i were i contact would... you sure sure I'm trying to think if there's anything else we should get into <laughs> it's, it, yeah we did i'm, I'm uh, sure the listener that we did 70 ideas. minutes on hotels 40 minutes of solid complaining about things. <laughs> we talked about the morrissey <laughs> story i liked actually if there's time i wouldn't mind uh a discussion of some of these uh, uh, inappropriate requests that come in. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I got one last night. I was. We, uh, I will occasionally you. forward you 
my some of the wonderful emails that I get <laughs> with their. God, I wish I could remember some of them. I got one last night where well, the guy he had written a couple days earlier, a few days earlier, and he's like, "I see that you're at Shuba's in Chicago um, coming up, and I was wondering." Would it be possible for you after the show to take a cab out and do a show at my DIY punk club? And like, if if so, like, what what kind of charge would there be for that? And I wrote back and said, well, in the first place, I'm not playing at Shuba's in the near future. I played there yeah. in the recent past, so y- you're wrong. And then in the second place, if I'm working at Shuba's, I probably have a contract right. with them to perform there, so I'm not going to take a competing show. You know, yeah. and I didn't throw in in the third place. I don't, I don't know if I want to play a DIY punk squat or whatever it is when I could just play at Shuba's where it's it's fairly pleasant to be. You know, it's like maybe he'll um, recoup the cab fare that he wants to. <laughs> right. God, I sound like a fucker. But then he wrote again um, last night. I was like, oh, okay, well, um, uh. Who who would I talk to you about booking you for a one off like a, where you flew in to to perform at my club? Yeah, at, at, and I'm just like, I'm well, I'm not no, I'm not well, I'm not flying in for that because he, but I, I, some I, of these people I don't think they understand like they'll they'll make you an offer. They go, you want to come to a for to you know some place in Northern California, and it's like the amount they're offering you is like. I can't even fly out there for what you're offering. Like, no. Am I going to lose money? Like, like, like it's it, not even like I'm being greedy. It's like I, I would actually pay to go to your to do your show. And then they're like, yeah, I know there's not much money in it, but it would be really cool. And it would be really yeah. fun for me. Yeah, it'd be fun. yeah it's, it would be fun for you. And it would be fun for me also if Paul McCartney would come and do an acoustic set in my living room. That would be really fun for me. I have to admit, I'd get a real thrill from that. But I'm not going to ask him to do it because it's, you know. Yeah, I did a show once in uh in Baltimore and this guy wrote to me and he's like yeah, he may have told me out this thing he's like he brought like yeah we rented a limousine and uh, came here and then he they, they were good audience members but then he wrote me an email like you know he says, hey I was wondering about doing a sh- you doing a show at my house the way I see it is and he writes like what he spent on the limousine what he spent buying tickets and dinner before the show it's like I figure skip the middleman it's like first of all you didn't have to take a limo to my dumpy rock club show you didn't have to buy tickets for all your friends also the tickets were like eight dollars at the time mm-hmm. and it's like and I, I i think i just wrote back because he was he was a nice guy i just felt i wrote back you know it, it might cost you this like it's the big difference between you buying tickets and me doing going to your house <laughs> to do a fucking show the thing is i fucking play like you say, so many dumpy places where it's, uh, you know, yeah. not too good for playing somebody's right. fucking shitty oh, yeah, place. Was, yeah. But, you know, I mean, geez, it's like I mean, I've done lots of shows, so I still really enjoy performing. But just something that's pitched where the only positive to it is you'll, you'll probably have fun. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, I maybe I would have fun, but I won't have fun that I have to leave my home right. and travel and all this sort of stuff for no money. Yeah, like my like, job is generally fun, but also like like you said, paid. You, you also don't know that you're going to have fun. It might be a yeah, disaster. Yeah, it's true. But I guess if you if you got a, the money in advance or uh... but these house type type shows aren't aren't the best because 
they're kind of buying not just the show, but buying. The, you're hanging out the, in my house. You're, you're my friend now, and we're going to spend. It's like fine, you know. I talk to people at shows all night long, really, yeah. but I don't want to be stuck at their house, you know, when I don't know them. I mean, who, nobody wants that. Not just entertainer. You don't. No one. No one listening wants to go to a stranger's house right. and be held captive to them, where <laughs> they've paid you essentially for that, so you can't really leave. If they say, "Hey." I got a, a videotape of my friend's band I want you to watch, you know, and you feel like, oh, geez, okay, I've been paid. I guess I'll sit here and watch this watch this rehearsal tape of your friend's band because otherwise if I storm out, they're going to say, what a jerk, I paid him, right. and he stormed out when I tried to show him something. And uh, yeah, then they'll ask you to be in the next video for the band. Yeah, well, there's that too. How many music videos have you done? I've done, I think, I know I did one for the new pornographers. I don't know if I did it, if I've done another one, but I've been asked, and it's often like, it was one time someone wrote to me, like, this is a famous rapper, right? Like, mm-hmm. may have been Nelly or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, uh, Todd, you, where's Nelly? Maybe I shouldn't say it's Nelly because it might not have been him, but I, is, it, is Nelly? I don't know. I think it was. That's but they were like, Morris he's looking for a, a, a Jewish looking person to be in a video. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> First of all, I'm already uncomfortable with that. Second of all, like I don't, there's never a discussion. You just know it's going to be like, oh yeah, what does that pay? Oh man, it's a, you know, there's no real but it's like okay, well he's we probably loaded. Food. And I, yeah, <laughs> can and offer you lunch. You're gonna have to pay me to be the Jewish guy in your rap video. <laughs> but uh, sometimes those things are, you know, they're fun just to get them, just because they're so. Uh, you I've done a few for, but it was more for fun. Yeah, where I, where it was actually fun for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you I know. if I'm friends with them, but mm-hmm. I uh, I don't know, I don't know. Man. Do you get these things where a band? I get this a lot. A band asks you to like say something, like introduce their album or something. They can put it at the beginning of the album. You know? No, I've just never like, had that. Here, here's a tape. Hey, can you just say like? Especially with me, what they want is, can you just say, oh, this is the album by so-and-such. I think they really suck. Like, I've had oh. people do that like when they, they ask for something signed. Go, hey, can you make this my friend Greg and tell him to fuck off? And yeah, 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 right. I, go, I, I could do that, but someone might see that and think that I'm a, a mean guy mm-hmm. when they don't know that you told me to <laughs> write that. So I'm just going to sign my name and write, hi, Greg, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This was actually a friend of yours. Now that I realize, because it's Greg. Yeah. It was Greg. No, and then I did. I did get the thing, and I <laughs> was really made my birthday special. But there are so people now who are like, uh, they ask for pictures, and they're like, "Yeah, I do this thing where you know, like, I get on my knees, and you you put one leg in the air, and then people, my friends, do backflip around. You're like, we can just take a picture. Yeah, like, he's, I know you have this series of pictures that you take. Do you do you get this thing? Well, you probably don't because. Because you're not putting on the stupid costume and, uh-huh. and acting like an ass, but this thing where these people disrupt the show during the course of the night by yelling shit or just yeah. trying to make the show about them, trying to be involved with it, and then after the show they come up and basically say, "Didn't you love what I was doing?" Oh yeah, I've I've had that. Wasn't I mean, that hilarious? What I was doing? I get less of that now, and I also just make sure those people are just removed. But right, but uh. Yeah, there was a bit. Hey, I was the, I was the guy. <laughs> I was that guy. Yeah, that was. Oh, you're the guy. Who, yeah, that was kind of making your show less good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you apologizing? Pleasure or? to meet you. <laughs> are you apologizing? Are you just, uh, you want a little, you want more props? Yeah, it's. Uh... And they're always shocked when you're like, "Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that." Really? I, th- I saw your video on YouTube. I thought that's what you wanted. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I didn't put that video up on YouTube. 
Right. And I think if you watched it carefully, you'd see that I, I didn't. I wasn't really into that. Yeah. So, um, so go away. <laughs> we saw that the other day in uh, New Orleans. I had that. Right. You had a show. <laughs> I, I I was kind of facilitating that. I'm going to take a little credit for that mm -hmm. guy. I was like, you got because I was, was just a guy. Go ahead. But oh, I mean, what's he doing? He's like yelling punchlines, but his own idiotic yeah, interpretation. So it wasn't even like making, all right, this is making coloring the environment. It was just purely ruining. Yeah, it was just like one of those things where I give a setup of a joke and then he yells, fuck you, or, you know, something. Yeah. Like, maybe that could be funny once, but it's certainly not funny to the people sitting around you after the 14th time. Right. You know, <laughs> or to me. And that guy wrote to you, right? Yeah, he did write. He wrote and said, um, well, he's going to, Maybe he'll listen to this, but he did say uh, he was mad that he'd been thrown out, and then said that the crowd were all yuppies anyway, and then and then ended it with "You've just lost a friend." <laughs> <laughs> you just lost a friend, but then he did write back a couple days later and kind of apologized. Yeah. So I think he um, woke up from whatever binge he was on and realized that maybe it wasn't helping the show i like when they said you just lost a f like <laughs> like your accountant's gonna be like wow not craig your numbers were uh not quite the same this year <laughs> down by one did you piss off a guy in new orleans <laughs> <laughs> yes i did well, he, he would have contributed nine more dollars to your to your annual yeah i had some i don't some guy in portland once i don't remember what i did maybe i, I think i blocked someone uh -huh. and then this is I was probably doing an exhaustive search of my name, which I don't do anymore. And he's like, Todd Berry blocked me for no reason. I'm like, well, you know, nah, there's it's a probably a reason. And he goes, he goes, he's not getting any more of my money. Okay, well, fine. I, I don't how, I don't know how what I've. The guy's not a Rockefeller. Yeah, I don't think I like, financed anything with the money I made from <laughs> Jimmy from Portland. Like, oh, man, I bet I was going to buy a new mattress. <laughs> then I can't buy it. Because you fucking, you won't get any more of my money. And it's also like, if you like me, you probably will go ahead. But I didn't Well, know. sometimes, it, I, this guy got mad at me, approached me at a show because I had, he'd come to Philadelphia, filmed the entire show with a really high-end camera, uh -huh. and then put the whole fucking show up on YouTube. You know, yeah. like the entire hour and 10 minute yeah. set was up there, and it was beautifully shot. It looked great. But, you know, it's like, yeah, no, this is the current show. I don't think I want this up here. So I had it removed, you know? Uh -huh. So then he, uh, and then the next time he comes to the show, and he's just, I think he just came to the show to yell at me for this. Yeah. And, um, and then his, his, uh, final stab at me was, uh, well, I'm never buying any of your records again. And I'm thinking, yeah, I think, cause I looked at what else he had on YouTube and it was just other people's full sets. Right. Like, I don't know that you were ever buying yeah, I don't know. records. You're, you're it seems not... like you're into these free videos that you make, you know? And, and yeah. Anyway. He was mad, very indignant, and it was all my fault. And again, it was like you don't understand promotion. You know, you don't understand how to promote something. But also, that's the thing. Like all, I feel like all you have to do is go. I don't want it up there, and then someone should just go. Okay, it doesn't have to be up you, there. You have your own reasons for yeah, it too. It can I mean, be. Like, I'm a weirdo. I don't want my stuff up there. Maybe <sighs> you just that was a bad show that you don't yeah, want yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's different. I, I think the other thing is like people to do that with bands. It makes a little more sense. It's still the band should be the band's right, but it makes more sense. It's like, oh my god, they did a, a sl they added three minutes of jamming to trucking tonight. Yeah, you know? 
this is you got to hear this version of this but right with the fucking comic it's like oh good now everyone knows the punchline to this yeah. fucking joke and there's That's no a, tension i'm not anymore. done writing yet yeah um we should end on a more positive note though because we've been bitching and moaning the whole no we i mean yeah kind of huh no not really does no? it maybe it's just interesting to people i get self-conscious about complaining about anything but then no I realize everyone. Then I realize that. everyone complains. Yeah, everyone does. I mean, <laughs> and we're not really complaining. We're just talking shit. This is shop talk. Yeah, this is shop the talk. That's thing. what it is. It's That's two comics. You guys are so lucky to hear what, this is, what real this is, this is shop like, talk is like. If we were at your local diner uh, after a show, and you were in the next booth, this is it. Right. This is the kind of conversation you would hear, but you don't want to hear it on a podcast. No, well, you don't. You know, I, I'm not going to complain to somebody other than a fellow right, comic right, exactly. about, man, it's so hard. I had to sit around this club for three hours and they kept bringing me free drinks and they bring these right. corn chips. And like, I'm not going to really complain about this because this person just worked in the coal mine yeah. or whatever, uh, you know, was uh, giving blood tests to, uh, to uh, you know, uh, whatever. But, you know, amongst ourselves, these, these yeah. some of this stuff does wear you out, you know, and, th and that's what it is. Some of it's just very exhausting and tiring. And uh, you need a place to be able to uh, trade stories, just as these ambulance drivers, I'm sure, tell stories that maybe are not as respectful to their patients right. as, as you would like to think that they would be. Some but shithead had three bullet wounds, man. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking was... guy shat his pants as I'm was... taking him out of I was... the— I had a dinner reservations with my wife. as our anniversary. This fucking dude. Five minutes before the reservation. Gets <laughs> shot three times. This fucking guy died on my anniversary, and I'm in, yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk about, let's get into the plugs version, your website. I haven't said Neil Hamburger out loud once during this whole thing. That's crazy. That is. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. Okay. We're not trying to plug anything here. We got this, we got that film. But yeah, entertainment. I just, it's nice Which to I saw last night, which is cool. And uh, it's probably on, it's uh, probably, I think it's already on iTunes, right? Yeah, it just came out. Well, I mean, these podcasts are timeless, but yeah, it's it's out. It's out on iTunes. It's called and Entertainment. And I saw all it. That stuff. It's a very cool movie. And uh, America's Funny Man dot com. Yeah, is your website? It's unofficial. That's an unofficial website. That's an unofficial. That's run by yeah. Someone. Okay, this was run by a lunatic and um, completely unstable emotionally. <laughs> Uh, this, uh, a woman in uh, Mesa, Arizona runs that, and it's it's pretty bad, but it is a good place to it get serves the, the tour dates. Though, right? The tour dates are up, and the yeah. rest of it I can't vouch for. <laughs> and then uh, at Neil Hamburger, at Greg Turkington. Wow, you're just really tapped into social media. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. It's uh, it's kind of a dream come true to have three different Twitter accounts, yeah. you know, and to be in the position in my life and in my career where I could open three different Twitter you could have, accounts. There's three different area, um, channels for people to send negative shit to you. Do you, uh, you, do you ever have a thing, maybe because you got that podcast Twitter account, but where you tweet something thinking you're signed on to one account, but you're I, on uh, another, and then you got to delete it, and then these people like say, ah, I saw that, right. cut you out. I that probably have done me. that. And that also, if you have like sort of like a secret account. where you... Oh, <laughs> Which I do, but I I rarely use it. I've had a few. I I had one where I was uh, it was like a a fake literary literature major from Massachusetts who's all she tweeted about was me, but she was like a super <laughs> super intellectual, and it didn't catch on. But uh, I could probably dig it up. But it was just a 
That's now I'm thinking it was a great idea. Now that you're laughing, <laughs> so she's just tweeting like Todd Berry's jokes are the most yeah, literate just, in the business. Yeah, just like like <laughs> I think it was like her only interest, if I recall. <laughs> but uh, you didn't like tweet some decoy things at you know Bed Bath and Beyond and say, "Hey, good good sale this week." Maybe I did. It's been a while. I don't. They may have canceled that account, but uh, maybe I'll dig it up. Then you got to remember the password and which yeah, that's... which of your ninety Gmail addresses you signed up from. God. It's not easy being being what we are. <laughs> no, it's it's the hardest job in the whole world. <laughs> no. I remember Piers Morgan talking about he, he was uh he judged America's got talent. This guy I know Doogie Horner was on and he he was mean like to the comic and the comic really did a good job and then he's like, you know, people say it's like people say being a comedian's the hardest job in the world. It's like you know who doesn't say that? Comedians. <laughs> Comedians don't walk around going, I have the hardest job in the world. No. So, no. Piers Morgan, wherever you are. Yeah, I just, I slagged you, man. But yeah. I did like your interview with Robert Blake. That was good. Did was you see good. the Robert Blake, Piers Morgan in it? No. Oh, man, if you can find Right that. after the uh, case? It's probably like two years ago, yeah. it's. I saw Robert Blake uh, in the flesh once. Really? Yeah, he was having a tantrum. Oh really? Mm -hmm. Where at? At one of these Hollywood collectors shows, oh. like these uh, autograph shows, you know. And Tim and I went out there, you know, to see what we could see. And Robert Blake was like the big featured, you know. And I think it's this weird. is after he was acquitted. Yeah, or? and there's like a line of people that want to pay Robert Blake thirty dollars yeah. for his autograph yeah. or get a picture with him. You know, it's like a little dark, really. But he went there, and he was there about half an hour, and then he had a tantrum, and they had to, like, take him into this other room. And, and then he stormed out of the show, you know, and they had to put up a sign saying that, that he wasn't going to be there after all. I would think that would be the easiest, unless people were saying shit to him, like calling him a murderer. They might have. I, a bit, I mean, I feel like the dweebs have a lot to... of possibilities for work, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like, just sign your name, $30. Sign what does he get name, out of that 30 do you think? I don't, you know, actually, um, Tim and me and Joe Estevez and, and Mark and the cast of uh, Decker did one of those shows once. Yeah. And I think you're re renting the table and then you keep what you get wow. at, at the table, you know. I think that's how it works. Yeah, that's pretty tempting. I mean, we did it for, for laughs, really, and to get some get some of it on film for something that we were doing. And you did it super cheap, right? So it'd be funny yeah, to just... undercut all the other people. <laughs> People do, you know. Seventy-five you know, cents. Uh, what's his name? Um, <laughs> Ken Osman, who played uh, Eddie Haskell on Leave It yeah. to Beaver. He was at one of these, and he he just wanted five dollars for a photo or a signature. And I was talking to him, you know, just hey, how's it going? And he was super nice, and he just, we had like we talked for like five or ten minutes just about different things. And then afterwards, you know, I'm like, well, here, you know, I'll, I'll buy this stuff because I was talking to you. And I felt guilty, and, and he's like, nah, don't don't worry about it. It's okay. You don't, like, don't waste your money. Right. And it's funny, because those other people, it's like if you go up and say, yeah, I really liked you on the love boat, they say, oh, well, yeah, this is $20, and this is, you know, and it's like because you talk to them, you now owe them. Right. You know? That's, oh, I, I want to go to one of those shows. It's really fun. And your movie's at Lincoln Center tonight, right? Yeah, it is. Holy shit, we've been talking an hour and 27 minutes. It's one of the longest episodes ever. We can cut out a lot of it. Uh, cut it down to 10 minutes. Maybe I can, nah. Cut out the complaining, the price. Oh, man, then it is. It's not even going to be 10 minutes. <laughs> it's just going to be the Morrissey story. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being here, Greg. Yeah, my pleasure to finally do this. Yeah, this is, this is going to be prepared for a, 
talk to your web person about the massive uh, spike in hits. <laughs> and people at home, thank you for listening. I feel like I'm congested all of a sudden, but it's too late to bring that up. I do kind of hear it. Yeah, I did. I didn't have a sinus infection. I went. Never mind. We don't need to. Goodbye, everyone. See Bye-bye. you next time. Hey, you with the rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with the 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down payment on a fixed rate loan, my human realized a new home was within reach. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLSR ID 399801.